Happy New Year from CCO and from Lindis Construction. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much for asking. Or as my late friend Charlie Boone would say when someone asked how he was doing, he would say, approaching magnificence. <laughs> Always <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far. but uh, Anyway, this is uh, the beginning of our Home Improvement Show in a brand new year, if you have, and we're already getting questions uh, via a text and phone. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, maybe you're in the middle of a project, maybe you're about to begin one, and uh, you uh, want to know some tips maybe, and Andy Lindus will help you out with that very thing. Call it in or text it in. Either way, same number, 651-989-9226. Again, for the text or for the uh, phone number. Well, as usual, Andy, I always like to look ahead at the uh, forecast, and it looks, at least for this coming week, it looks like very moderating temperatures, above average te- uh, temperatures. I think we're going to get back to maybe whatever normal is for this time of year, maybe the following week. That's what the weather folks are predicting. But it looks like a pretty good uh, week for uh, your cruise this week. Yeah, it, it sure does. And and as we've been kind of talking uh, all winter, seems like every week is just a, another really nice week ahead of us. It's uh, We're feeling very lucky that we're able to do this much work this winter. And, and our lead times are have been the big benefit of uh, the benefactor of it, Denny, like my lead times in January right now have never been better. And, and, and that comes from a year where we ended up installing more roofing, more siding, more decking, more leaf guard, more windows than, than almost any other year. So we're pretty excited about that, that the fact that people can call us, meet with us in January and, and know that they're going to get their deck installed or the windows installed or their, their roof done in the springtime. There's been there's been years where we've been sitting in January and the customers that we're talking to we're not talking about installing until August. So this uh, this nice weather has been really nice. It was the least amount of rain days uh, that we've had in, in like a decade, Denny. We we really only had three total days that were completely washed out for us, and and then that's pretty awesome for us. Yeah, it's good for Linda's and good for the customer as well. So uh, that's good news. Got a, a text um, Andy, earlier. Yes, go ahead. Uh, the other thing uh, on that note is we, we've talked a lot about uh, the building materials and and how building materials as a whole are are going up and we're we're talking to manufacturers and, and we're noticing that five ten twenty thirty forty percent increase on some materials. So we spent the ba- uh, the better part of last month negotiating with all of uh, the manufacturers that that we work with uh, GAF, LP Smart Side, some of the lumber distributors, uh, Quality Edge when it comes to roof edge, softened fascia, all of the decking material, Marvin Infinity, and, and of course Season Garden. We're holding all of 2020 prices uh, at the start of 2021 here. So it's uh, we're really excited about that. That not only um, are our lead times good, Denny, but we're able to hold our pricing uh, for the time being. So it's uh, it's about as good a time as any to buy home improvements uh, in Minnesota, I think, right, right now, because it, it, it's, I think it's going to get worse throughout 2020. The lead times, I think, are going to go back up. And more importantly, I'm, I've never seen pricing this unstable. And, and a lot of it has to do with supply and demand, so we have to wait to see what 2021 brings. But knowing how much we went through the building materials in 2020 and, and what those pricing was doing at the end of the year and what the manufacturers think it's going to do the first two quarters. 
if you're thinking about home improvements, I would move sooner rather than later. And you could save substantial. You might be even talking about thousands of dollars, uh, wow. depending on the product, Denny. Wow. Well, keep us I know a home. I know a home builder who right now won't give people pricing in August because he's afraid of it that much. He's like, I, I can't start your house in August, and it might cost me 40% more to build this house. Wow, 40%. Goodness. And I'm like, God, I just, I just don't see it going that, that high. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more on the, on the other end. I don't think, but we, we've got such good relationships with our manufacturers that, that I, we're just going to have things hold steady, at least for the first two quarters, but we'll see. All right. Call in your home improvement question or send a text. Either one is fine with us. 651-989-9226. That's a grab a phone call from Rod. I think Rod's calling from a warehouse in Wisconsin. Rod, you are on with Andy Lindis. Yes, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, no problem. I just, I just had one. Hello, are you there? Oh, yes. Okay, I just had a pretty simple question. Uh, you know, for years they always said, like, radiators were black because they dissipated the heat. So does that apply to on a house? I live in an old farmhouse, and it had that old white siding, that pressed wood, and it was white. But some of it is getting pretty shabby. So I bought a can of Rust-Oleum oil-based Hunter Green, and I painted that, and it seems to be sticking on there. But, but is that actually that dark color in the wintertime actually uh, tend to keep the house cooler? Because uh, you know I don't want to lose heat. What do you think? Um, well, the, the the darker the paint, the more of the sun's energy it's actually going to attract. So I would say in the wintertime, you're actually going to get a, a warmer surface. The sun's energy, it's actually going to attract. So I would say in the wintertime, you're actually going to get a, a warmer surface. That's one of the things, Denny. Speaking of uh, the differences in surfaces, and yeah, I love my concrete driveway. But yeah. the one thing I miss about my blacktop driveway is how fast it melted off, you know, compared oh, yes. in the wintertime compared to my concrete driveway. It uh, That's that's one of the drawbacks of, of concrete, at least for me, than 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 the asphalt. And I, I know this. I notice a difference in our lighter colored roofs versus our darker colored roofing, and and what happens. So it, it's going to be. I don't know about keeping anything cooler. Um, when it comes to keeping things cooler, when it comes to paint finishing, people are usually talking about uh, paint finishes that have a high reflectivity and a very low emissivity. There's chemicals that get put inside of paints like uh, Hylar and Kynar that naturally reflect the sun's energy. And because of the properties in the paint, it actually doesn't absorb and hold the sun's energy nearly as much. So you, you can save significantly on your cooling costs in the summertime. And, and for a lot of us that have the story and have homes with the knee walls upstairs, that can be a big difference in, in how much, how much more comfortable your upstairs is when you have a cool roof or a roof, like a metal roof that, that does reflect the sun's energy compared to a normal asphalt shingle. Right. You know what? We need to take a quick break, but let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, you can call it in or text it in with that same number, 651-989-9226. Back with Andy Lindis and more home improvement talk here on News Talk 830 WCCO.
And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We are here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour, thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus, as usual, fielding those questions, either by phone or by text, and we have uh, some of both, uh, as a matter of fact. In fact, let's grab a phone call. I think Joanne's been on the line calling in from Stacy. Uh, Joanne, you're on CCO with Andy Lindus. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, we just bought a home in Stacy, Minnesota, that has a rather large bathroom. It's only one bathroom in the house. We wanted to uh, split it into two three-quarter baths, one for the master, one for the rest of the house. Um, can you give us an idea about what we could expect to pay for something like that? Oh, boy. Um See, when it comes to bathrooms and kitchens, a lot of it is, is going to depend on what type of finishings you you pick and how high end you go. You know, Denny, I, I've seen, let's put it this way, uh, a small bathroom, let's say yeah. 8 by 12, pretty, pretty small room. That could probably vary by $30,000, depending on oh, what I you believe- pick. So oh, I believe it. at least, and, and it can go up from there. I mean, you can spend crazy amounts on, on different materials. If, if that's what you choose, I, I would, a good rule of thumb. And we, there, I forget the name of the program where you could actually look it up and what the average cost for a bathroom model is, is it going to be in that 20 to $30,000 range? Somewhere in there, um, that's 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 a good rule of thumb to to, to think. It all depends on how much you're going to do it yourself, the type of flooring you're going to pick, the type of showers you're going to going to put in there. It, even to the fixtures can can vary very greatly. So, best bet would be to meet with a couple of contractors, get a couple of estimates, and and go from there. Yeah, a lot of variables there for sure, and uh, yeah, good suggestion. Word of mouth, talk to your friends and neighbors, relatives, and. Uh, See uh, who they have used. But, yeah, get a couple of bids for sure. Yeah, and, and, and the neat part about home improvements, Denny, is most estimates are free. So to really start to to, to get an exact idea on what your home improvement is going to cost or what how you want to remodel your house or whatever, whatever your dream is on that house, you can meet with contractors and get all these ideas for free and pricing for free and, and, and make the best decision for your house. It's a... Uh, and you know it does take some time and some effort, and researching contractors sometimes is is not a fun thing and 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 making sure that they show up on time if If I hear a complaint about contractors we 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 hear this all the time, Denny. We get to a house and we're like, "Yeah, you're the fourth guy I call, but you're the only the first person to actually show up and And this happens, happens throughout the year because people get booked up. And then they just stop calling people back and go and going out there and, and the springtime that's why I say the springtime is usually the best bet to buy home improvements because everyone's schedules are open and you you can have your pick of the litter, so to speak. Yeah, okay. 651-989-9226. We have an open line if you want to call in your question or if it's easier, send Andy your text. Same number, 651-989-9226. Speaking of text messages, here's one I don't think we've ever had before. Does Linda's Construction do insurance jobs such as flood and fire? We do. We do, we do. And we work with a variety of insurance companies and and uh, environmental agencies if we have to get uh, or environmental companies such as uh, mold remediation, 
um, any of the sometimes when there's like a smoke damage there's there's machines that you can bring in to the to the rooms that weren't damaged because of the fire but they have they're damaged because of the smoke so ozone machines can come throughout the house that we have access to and yeah, we run into that on a pretty regular basis Denny. Yeah, I remember when uh, unfortunately a neighbor down the block uh, had uh, a fire, terrible fire, and after uh, all the work was done, what did they add? Leaf guard gutters. Thought well, there that you would go. Mighty good taste. Uh, or again, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. There is a, a text that says, "We are remodeling our bathroom." Another bathroom question. We currently have a double hung window above the tub. We are adding a shower. What type of manufacturer would you recommend to replace that double hung window? Um. Well, type of window above the that that bath you know the style of window is going to be up to them you know you can for me in that area i don't know if i'd use a double hung it'd probably be a crank out or a deadlight i mean how often you can actually operate a window that's in the shower area so i might look at the most energy efficient window you can possibly put in there that operates still is going to be a casement window what people usually know those as is crank out windows Right. But if you're not going to operate it at all, I would use something called a deadlight. One, it's a cheaper window. There's no operating. It's just a picture window that goes in there. And as far as manufacturers go, there's a wide variety of manufacturers of windows uh, that do a really good job. Having said that, the Infinity window by Marvin and our Season Guard window are my two favorite, and I can get any window in the sun. The reason I choose those windows is the, spe- the glass packs that we choose are specifically made for this market. So we get some solar heat gain. It does a really good job with the condensation rating, so you don't get frost up on the windows in the wintertime. And two, warranty-wise and service-wise, I really don't have problems with these windows. We're not going back and fixing them on a regular basis. When we order them, they come the way they are supposed to. I know that sounds pretty something that should happen all the time, but in the window manufacturing world, it's just not. It's not what not what happens. In our lead times, again, like manufacturing across the country sometimes it's 10, 14, 16 weeks to get certain windows and doors. For us, we can get these on a very timely basis and make sure that we can stay on schedule. Well, those, and we talk about those brands of windows, and I know they are great, and we talk about them from time to time, but what, what's the issue, or are there issues if you want to put in a new window or replacing an existing one in a bathroom? I mean, you've got a lot of, a lot of uh, heat and, and a lot of uh, moisture there. What's the deal? What are the issues? Well, well, in, it's going to be the moisture issue that is going to create the issue. I mean, the amount of humidity that's in a bathroom, especially if you're not running your bath fan on a regular basis. And people have got to remember in the wintertime, especially when you're showering, you, you should almost click on that bath fan and try to get that, that moist air out of the home because it can create issues in your walls and your attics. And when I, when I come into windows that have rotten wood or trim that's really discolored, a lot of it has to do with condensation on it. So that's what probably what our main focus in that area is going to be, and that's why I choose the Altrex window. Um, even if you get a, a wood finish on it with our Everwood, it will never rot. It will never mold. It looks like wood, but it, it is it's impossible for it to rot. So it it really is the best product for that exact situation. And like you said earlier, the uh, the most efficient window is still the crank out, the casement, right? Yes. 
it's, it's, it's going to be your most energy efficient window and the bigger it gets, the more points it actually locks. So every time you lock that window, it pulls the actual on our, both our season guard and, and the infinity window by Marvin. When you lock that window, it actually pulls it in tight and, and seals it up. So your air infiltration rating, your condensation rating, everything is just, it's as perfect as a window as you can get. Speaking of windows, it must have hit a note with somebody. Uh, do you, is there still time to get windows put in my house this time of year is the text. Um, yes, there is. Um, our, you know, there's, I think our lead time on windows right now is like four to six weeks from day of order, which is actually a pretty good lead time in the contracting world from day of order to day we start. So definitely able to do some things this winter yet. And again, the easiest number to remember if you want to have somebody come out to the house is 1-800-LEAFGUARD, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Tell you what, let's do this, Andy. I know we uh, we need to take a break and have a look at that uh, CCO forecast, which is pretty good news for people that have to do a little outside work. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. Invite our listeners to uh, join in on the next half hour of the show. You can call it in your question, your home improvement question, or send a text. And we'll grab some more text messages when we come back, too. 651-989-9226. Back with more home improvement here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. 13. And welcome back to our home improvement show brought to us by Linda's Construction every week here in the 9 o'clock hour. If you have that kind of a question, home improvement type, please call it in or text it in, whichever is easier, and Andy will uh, feel that question for you. 651-989-9226 is the text number. It's also the uh, phone number. Here's an interesting text, Andy. It says, Andy, what do you see as the timing for future trade shows? As an example, the Home and Garden Show. Uh, how has that shut down if these events impacted your company? Has that changed the world uh, as far as the lack of these shows? It has, for sure. Um, one, it was it was always nice to for me to to see what's changing in our industry. So it was fun for me to walk around and, and you get to, get to talk to all these other contractors. Two, from a homeowner standpoint, to be able to walk through one area and see everything that's almost available. Uh, and I don't think it's going to happen this year. I, re- I really don't see home shows show, home shows happening. Now we have the ability to bring the home show directly to your house. And we have a lot of online tools that we can use and, uh, for that. But still, I, they're, they're going to be missed again this year. I, I have a feeling, but who knows, Denny, if uh, trying to predict what's going on and what's going to be allowed and where, where you can go and when you wait and you can't, can and can't do it's a 50, 50 guess at, at best here. So I hope that we get to have some type of home shows, but I'm, I'm really doubting that's going to be the case. And usually these home shows are February, March uh, area, and we're already almost at the middle of January. So uh, you, you're yeah. probably right. I should mention that thanks to the Minnesota Department of Health for bringing us that uh, that forecast, that warm forecast. Uh, let's see here. Uh, text, text 651-989-9226. Here's one that says, we have vaulted ceiling in our four-season porch. Is it practical to put foam of any kind under the old batten in the ceiling? What do you think of that? No. 
Um, if you're talking like your polystyrene foam that you're going to be putting in there, I mean, practical, could you? Yes. Are, are you attacking the, the air sealing? No, I just had this question um, from another contractor, and it was on a metal roof with a vault ceiling that they, they still can't get to stop leaking. And it's completely, they put polystyrene in in between the joists and then ice and water the entire roof and put the metal roofing on there. The problem is all the air is still able to escape through that. So a lot of times what we do on a vault ceiling, Denny, is we're going to dense pack the entire roof cavity full of cellulose or we're going to spray foam and then dense pack it full of cellulose, put the roof deck back on and then put down two inches of foam and then the metal roof. When we do that, we can make sure that that vaulted roof no longer has an ice dam. But unless you take all of those precautions, and even then, sometimes a, a, a fake air gap between the roof deck and the foam is going to be needed to, to ensure that the ice dams can't happen. There's there's a lot more steps than just putting polystyrene in the in between the rafters in order to ensure that you have an energy-efficient vaulted ceiling. Hmm. Okay. Texter wants to know, he, he, the, the, I've heard you mention you, uh, a hot roof. Could you explain what that is? Um, basically what we, what we just talked about, the difference between those two types of roofs when you, so when you have a, a cavity completely filled with insulation and no ventilation, that's your hot roof. So if I were to completely fill your vaulted ceiling, dense pack it with cellulose, put on the roof deck, and then put down one by two strips, put down another roof deck, put down two inches of foam. So you, then you have venting between the two roof decks. That would no longer be a hot roof. But if you're putting the foam directly down on top of the roof deck and there's no venting whatsoever, that's a hot roof. Okay. If you have a uh, any kind of a home improvement question, you want to call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226. Good morning. This text says, we need to replace some double-hung windows because of leakage and moisture on the inside of the storms. Uh, frankly, we are taken aback by the cost. Could you please talk about the pros and cons of replacing only the window itself and not the whole frame? Thank you. I personally think that there's such a big uh, there's a big enough difference between a full frame replacement window and an insert window, which is what 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 they're talking about. So an insert window is where you just remove the sashes. So on a double hung window, the operating parts of the window, that's the only part that comes out before the new window goes in. So you're going to lose glass space, one. But the biggest problem is you're not getting new extension jams, new trim or anything like that on the inside that can really make your window look that much better aesthetically. But more importantly, you're not addressing air infiltration or water infiltration in the least. So all of the, how it's installed and how it's attached to the sheathing and to the frame of the window, the if you go onto our YouTube channel and you can see how that we install windows, Denny, you'll see that we use beetle tape along the sill. So when we're going to drip cap everything, it's just when all you're doing is putting an insert, usually you're going to run into some problems down the road and it's not going to be a very long lasting project. So I always tell people if it were me and it were my home and I had to choose between doing 10 insert windows or six full frame replacement windows, I would do the six full-frame replacement windows and then work my way up to get all of them done at some point. That's Especially if it's going to be a home that I'm going to be in for, for any significant amount of time. I just really, there's not, 
And that's the reason why 95% of the window jobs that we installed any are going to be your, your full frame replacement. And, and that puts us in a very small percentage of contractors in the Twin Cities. One, it's a lot harder to install those windows. It just is. There's, there's a lot more craftsmanship that goes into it. There's a lot more time that goes into it. And we're running into rotten wood on almost every single window job that we're installing. And this is rotten wood that we usually don't find until we take the window out of the hole. So that's the scary part. Half these jobs that are getting just insert windows put in by other contractors, Denny, they're not even addressing the rotten wood that we're finding underneath the old frame. Hmm, not good. Wow. And we should not mention, too— we, we, we've said it a few times here and there that if you call Lindis and you want some new windows, you don't have to get 20 or 30 or whatever you need. You could do one or two at a time. And you guys have done piecemeal jobs uh, for many years now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come put in the smallest one window job anywhere in the Twin Cities metro area. And the reason why we do that, Denny, is because if we are able to put one window in your house, it's going to be your most favorite window that you have and the next year we're going to replace a few more and then That's hopefully right. we'll get the whole house somewhere down the road it really yeah. is uh half the jobs we're doing are we're going back right now because it's it's they want more windows that's that's half the work that we're doing in the window department wow i believe it let's uh, grab a phone call uh we'll go to zimmerman i think bill is uh, waiting there bill you're on cco with andy lindis yeah good morning i uh, love listening to your show i've never called in but uh, we built our home, it's a berm home, in 1989 with the idea that we would add on. So we, we hipped in a, an addition. It's a, a vaulted roof, vaulted ceiling. And now we've, uh, and, and I'm not saying now, but since we've put the addition on, we've developed some staining along the old roof line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of this area is underneath uh, so that, if you walk in the attic, the the old roof is inside the attic, and I'm wondering yep. why why we're getting that condensation line um, in there, or what we need to do to correct that. Um, chance uh, if if the staining is happening where I think it is. Um, a lot of times when you put these additions on a house, so where the where the the new roof ties into the old house, if there's any type of ice damming there whatsoever, it's going to leak unless you went up the sidewall with ice and water before you put your roofing tins in. And this is this is a step that's missed on almost every roof that I see installed unless it was installed by us. Because it's a step that most roofers don't want to take. Imagine this, like where, where that roof comes into your siding, Denny, when we install a roof, chances are we're taking down all of the siding on that wall. Why? Because when we put the roof on, we're going to go 18 inches up the wall with our ice and water shield, and then we're going to install our, 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 our shingle tins, and then we're going to install a piece of PVC board that we drip cap and then put the siding over the top of that. So even if you do get ice dams, that water is going to have to be 18 inches up the wall in order to get the house. And the reason why we do that is because when we see staining on ceilings, chances are it's where a new addition ties into an old home. Now, if it's condensation, what you need that, that is happening there and not ice damming or water coming in from the sidewall, it's air infiltration is your problem. Warm air is getting into your attic somewhere, reading, meeting a cold surface, and that's where the stainings come from. So you need to stop that warm air from getting into the attic to the cold surface. 
And there's a lot of testing that we can do in order to find that out and, and fix it for you. All right, 651-989-9226 is the phone number. It's the text number. Uh, here's a text, Andy. Uh, it says, a story in a half house. What happens if I use spray foam insulation and later want to change lights and electrical? Is spray foam flammable? Can spray foam be done in the winter? A couple of questions. Um, I mean, all, all, of building, all the building materials that are typically used have fire ratings. But uh, having said that, almost everything eventually does uh, have some flammable qualities to it. And, yes, you can install it in the wintertime. But, yeah, doing the electrical work um, can be a little bit more difficult after you do the spray foam. Is it, is it doable in the changing out light filters and uh, fixtures and things like that? Yes, and you can cut out that, that portion on the spray foam, do that. But it's, uh, it can be a very difficult task. So if you can do those things while you're doing the insulation or before you do the insulation, think ahead a little bit, you might be saving yourself some money down the road. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got a few more texts here we want to field. If you want to call in your question, again, we have an open line, 651-989-9226. Question is, does Lindis do exterior house staining, or can you recommend uh, someone uh, in the Burnett County area? Um, we have a few different painter area uh, Painters that we work with in the area up in Burnett County, though, I think we might have a, a little bit difficult time helping you out there. Um, you know, if you were to call our office during the week, we might be able to try to find somebody for you. But off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything, Denny. Well, okay. All right. Fair question. Fair answer. Uh, we need, I'm telling, be, being told, we need to take a break here. We have a few more minutes for your home improvement question, either by phone or by text. By all means, call us or text us at 651-989-9226. In the Twin Cities, we're still holding at 13 degrees, and we are on our way to around 23 today, around 29 tomorrow. And again, I mentioned it, by Wednesday, we could reach near 38 degrees. Again, right now on CCO, 13. Stay with us. To our home improvement show, brought to us every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, Andy Lindus. Answering your home improvement questions today, as usual, you want to call one in or you want to text it in, same number, 651-989-9226. All right, let's see. Uh, we've, you know what? We've got a caller. Renee is calling in from Plymouth. Let's grab that call. Thanks, Renee. What is your question for Andy? Uh, yes. Uh, but again, this is Renee. I have a three-season porch. And I am considering having a mini, uh, a ductless system put in. And I was just wondering what was involved in that because it is a three-season porch. You know, it has no heating in there at all. Uh, what do I have to do? Or do I have to redo my windows, et cetera? I don't really know what is uh, uh, involved in uh, having one of those installed. Well, um, your your HVAC uh, professional, so ductless, is, is, it means it's going to be running on the outside of your home. Um, there's going to be some tubing on the outside there, depending on where it's going to be coming to the inside of the house. But I think what you're trying to ask is converting your three-season porch to a four-season porch, because now it's going to be a conditioned space, or it's going to have heat for the first time. The first place I would would want to take a look is both your the floor and the attic of that area, and making sure that they're insulated. A lot of times, uh, the 
I've even seen lack of a you just open rafters underneath the three season porch and not the highest quality windows or combination windows that are more screens than windows. So if if you have decent windows in that area, you might not have to replace it, but I would at least address the insulation in the attic and maybe the flooring as well. All right. Thanks for the call, Renee. Renee leaves that line open. 651-989-9226. Here's a text, Andy. It says we have a glass block window above a bathtub. Uh, we would like to put in a walk-in shower in its place. Uh, the window is trimmed with wood. How can this be handled? They want to keep the glass block. Well, you if, if I'm picturing it right in my head, uh, they're, they're turning a tub into a, a walk-in shower. And this glass block is in that, that tub area. So instead of trimming it out with wood, it would be trimmed out with tile. And you just got to be careful on your making sure that the water management and everything is sealed up so no water is getting into the grout areas or where, where, where that tiling work was done or whatever wall system you choose for your walk-in shower. So the, there's a variety of different systems that you can choose and, and materials that you can choose to be putting in your shower. But instead of a wood trimmed out window, you'd, you'd end up with some type of trim or some type of material in the wall system that allows water to be present. All right. Very good. Thank Thanks for the question. Um, here's another text, Andy. It says, are you saying crank out casement windows are more energy efficient than double hung windows given the glazing is the same? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And it has nothing really to do with the glass in the window, and that's what he means by the glazing the same. The exact same glass in both windows, whether it's a double-pane glass pack or a triple-pane glass pack, the casement window, and if they're the same size windows, the casement window is going to be more energy efficient because the air infiltration is going to be better. So that meeting rail, this is the the bar down the middle of a double-hung window, For those that that don't know what a double-hung window is, those are the windows that move up and down. Both the top sash and the bottom sash both operate. That meeting rail is notorious for leaking air, especially if it doesn't get locked. Um, And even when they're locked, and not all double-hung windows are created the same, where where the weather stripping is, how some of them have a knife edge that, that, that leak a lot of air. Um, ours has a bulb seal with a, an actual weather stripping in there as well. So when you, when you tighten it up, it, it makes it hard to leak air. But having said that, if I take the, our best double hung window and our best crank out or casement window, and I do a blower door test, I'm going to get the double hung window to leak air marketably faster than the crank out window. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks for the question. Uh, oh, yes, here, you're going to sell more dehumidifiers. <laughs> what dehumidifier did you recommend? The Santa Fe model. So if you were just to look up online uh, for the Santa Fe dehumidifier, that would be the dehumidification system that we recommend. And and the reason I do is because me and my family have, have had them for the better part of 15 years, and they still work. And we have zero humidity issues or condensation issues in any of the properties that we have those at. You still have the battery-operated sump? I do. Battery backup, I should say. I sure do. You swear by those, yep, don't yep, you? Yep. Yes. I, you know, it's checks and balances and, and having safeguards in place can 
for for what little it takes on on something like that, for how much money it actually takes to put something like that in place to be able to save you potentially thousands of dollars during a power power outage, it seems like a very cheap insurance policy to purchase, especially I know that if my sub pump goes out and it's raining, I'm going to have water in my basement. It's just just the way it is. The way the drain tile around my house, when, when it rains, I'm going to get water that comes into my basket. I'm in a pretty clay area. And if without a sub pump, Denny, I'm I'm going to end up with water in the basement. I've told you that story. Um, I before I switched to the battery backup, the nice part about the battery backup, it's two different floats too. So even if one float goes bad, the other float's going to kick on eventually. And that's what happened to me. So we were shooting so many hockey pucks and balls down to the base, and the hockey puck ended up in the in the in the basket, and and it must have hit the pump and wedged the the float between the pump and the and the side of the wall. So the the ball could never float up, meaning that the basket filled up complete with water and started to almost made it to the carpeted area. There's one room in the basement that's carpeted, my son's bedroom, and before we noticed it. And luckily, we were able to get there and, and unwedge the float. But the okay. next day, the battery backup system was installed and I never had to worry about it again. Got a couple of minutes to go, Andy. Here's a text. I want to try to get as many as we can says, I bought an epoxy kit to refinish my cast iron bathtub. However, I have more than chips and dings in the tub. Uh, it's more like a lot of the former epoxy is flaked off. I've tried sanding it with a wire brush. That's not going to be extremely time intensive. Is there a better way to prep my tub before I use the epoxy? I've never done that. Yeah. Um, you're going to want to get it smooth. So some type of power sander is going to be... The, the the best bet and you're going to want to have that done on the entire tub or in any type of surface you're going to want to have it roughed up before you apply any type of paint or epoxy now this is a very cool project and and, and you can turn it out really really nice i've seen them turn out nice but if you try to put it over flaky old paint or rough paint you're going to be very upset with how it turns out so no matter how much time it takes the prep work and the sand work is going to be some of the most important things you can do. So get the proper tools, the proper sanding paper. And and for me, it'd be the, the Milwaukee either random orbit sander or some of their palm sanders. Random orbit isn't going to be maybe aggressive enough for you, but some type of power sander is going to be much happier on your arm than a wire brush, I can tell you that much. Okay, very good. I think we have time for one more here. Uh, planning to tear down a garage and add on. Do we need to tear out the cement slab, or can we add it on, add on as it is? You know, a lot of that's going to depend on how good a shape the cement slab's in, and what your footprint's going to be, and how that can be tied in. Yeah, can can you reuse that 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 original slab? That happens all the time. If it's in dire repair, it's going to be almost more expensive to try to tie into that and to build on that slab than than it would be to pour something new. Then then I would take a look at that. The other thing is when I don't know if it's going to be a heated space, but for me, when you're building in a garage and if it's going to be a heated space, I would look at in-floor heating just from from where we live in the world, Danny, when we're pulling cars in and out, being able to have your floor heat and be able to melt off cars and dry up that floor faster than normal, I think is an important thing. It's a nice feature if you can afford that and you're 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 looking at building one, it's going to be some of the cheapest heat you can put in your home. It's it's just energy efficient and it holds its heat very well. Once you heat that slab, it's it's really hard to get it to cool down. I can tell you that much. 
Andy, we have uh, about 30 seconds or so to go. Uh, how, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lindis for, for whatever? And you can check out services and things like that. What's the website? LindisConstruction.com. Uh, you can give us a call at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Uh, of course, you can find us on Pinterest, House, all of the other social medias out there if you want to go and search there. And, of course, our YouTube channel, you can see almost everything that we install. If you're worried about going to a home show, just check out our YouTube channel and have the home show come to your house. Fantastic. All right, Andy, let's talk again next week. Thanks for your help today. All good. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, give him a call at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Coming up next hour, the Investing with Confidence radio show here on CCO. In the Twin Cities, there's still fog and mist. Listener says, turn on your headlights. Right now, here in the Twin Cities, our temperature reading holding at 13 degrees. Stay with us.